0: I'm telling you, good citizens are going to turn to real concern and revolutionary citizens real soon. How do you feel about being complicit in perpetuating that? The greatest hoax ever perpetuated on the
1: American people, and you're part of it. Now we're supposed to have unity. Let me tell you something. I'm part of the new resistance.
2: The New Resistance Podcast. My name is Seth. The underscore NRP at Yahoo.com. The underscore NRP on Gab and Getter. And the NR Podcast on Facebook. If you like what I'm throwing down here, hit like and follow while you're there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, hit subscribe so that you can... Be automatically notified when new content is posted and if you feel so inclined leave a rating and a review and then share this podcast with everyone and that is how the NRP gets in front of more eyes and is heard by more ears all right I want to start by congratulating Kelly Byrne and Steve McCoskey on winning the two available spots in this year's school board election this past week. Though it's not the ultimate fix for SPS, Springfield Public Schools, but it is definitely a step in the right direction. Now, I want to give you fair warning about today's episode. You're probably not supposed to say this on your own show, but it is going to be a heavy show. This show may not be for you. Depending on your state of mind, depending on where your heart is, you maybe shouldn't listen today. And I completely understand if you have to shut it off and walk away. That's alright. Next week, I'll be back to a normal show. But, this is going to be a tough one to hear. Let me explain. Over the past two or three months, all of these mandates are all of a sudden dropping like flies. And I will explain over the course of this episode why that angers me. And I'm sure it most likely angers you as well. Back in February, a man by the name of Jesse Kelly. If you've never listened to him, you really should check him out. He's really good. Anyways, he did an episode on his radio show where he had asked his followers the day before to send him stories of awful things that had happened to them or someone they knew because of COVID restrictions he then went on the next day to read some of them and also had people call in to tell their stories I'm not going to do a word-for-word word remake of it that would be ripping him off and that's not how you repay those for whom you have great respect But I am going to read and play some of those stories along with some local stories that I have gathered. I believe that these voices need to be heard. We need to be reminded of what their actions, the elites and our governments, in the pursuit of more power and control we can stop the For your health and safety crap. It's past time. We need to be reminded of what their actions caused. There must be a reckoning. What is coming up today. It's going to be tough to hear. It'll be hard to read. But. We're going to lay. These stories out together. And I genuinely mean it when I say that maybe this isn't the episode for you. We're going to have a few laughs next in there so we don't all feel completely emotionally wrecked at the end. But hang on tight. I'll be right back. (laughs)
1: Came far too soon. Buildings burn and people die all of the time. But I heard that you reap what you sow. So.
2: want to tell you about anchor the easiest way to make a podcast and it's free your episodes are automatically made available on most of the major podcasting platforms just go to your app store and download anchor or go to anchor.fm Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? We're back. This is the New Resistance Podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, hit subscribe and leave a rating or review if you feel so inclined, and tell me what you think of the show. Hopefully it's a good review. (laughs) Then go on over to one of the show's social media pages and leave a comment let me know you stopped by. All right, so let's you and I have a little talk. I want you to think about something for a second. I want you to imagine that we live in a village somewhere, our own village, about 100 people, and I am the chief in charge of this village. I've been elected by the people, To be the chief but I have tremendous powers to make people do things and prevent people from doing things because I'm in charge and one day I decide that no one in the village can use their right hand ever again for anything Whatever you have to do with it. Tie it behind your back. Let it hang to your side. Cut your finger till it bleeds. And stick it in a pool of piranhas till they chew it off. Whatever you have to do. Can't use it anymore. Only left hand usage from here on out. After all, us left handed are a superior people. (laughs) Alright, I then sit back and watch as the chief, as the suffering begins to spread. People can no longer properly clean themselves. Animals of the village begin to die off because no one can care for them properly. They can't sow seeds and harvest their gardens properly, so the food supply begins to dry up. Villagers begin to starve. A lot of them actually die of starvation. I watch as homes fall into disrepair, vehicles break down. Life has become extremely difficult to manage. I mean, you can only use one hand. Doctors can't provide adequate treatment. More and more young kids are committing suicide. I'm watching and witnessing all of this suffering and misery, and it doesn't move me at all. Not the least bit phased by it. I'm just sitting and watching. And then election season rolls around. Remember, I'm elected. And, well, well, I do like being chief. I mean, the power of being chief is pretty sweet. It's a pretty sweet gig. So, I go to all of the villagers. And don't forget all of the suffering and pain and heartache they've been through recently. I go to all of them and I start asking around how's everybody liking that no right hand thing huh yeah I find out people are not really enjoying it at all actually they hate it so I immediately do away with it just like that no right hand is gone I just sat and watched children kill themselves. Watched people starve to death. Watched people lose their livelihoods, their homes, every kind of suffering you can imagine. And it didn't move me one bit, not in the least. All it took Was a bad pull. Amongst the people of the village. To get me to change something. That was devastating. The people. I was chosen to take care of. To protect. A negative result. From a pull. Does that make me a monster? Of course it does. Of course it makes me a scumbag a monster. Well, that that scenario I just told you to imagine that's happening right now in the US. Please understand this. Child suicide, suicidal ideation has gone through the freaking roof because of restrictions teen girl suicides up 50%. 50%. a 50 percent 50 percent a 31 percent increase in mental health ER visits for teenagers my gosh suicide is an awful thing it is an extremely dark lonely place to be considering ending your misery for an adult I just can't imagine what those teenagers and some as young as 10 to 12 years old were feeling then there's the drug and alcohol abuse 100,000 Drug overdose deaths last year. 100,000. That is the most we have ever had in this country. I want you to know that the ruling class of this country, those that have run this country over the past two years Republicans, Democrats, the communists, Conservatives, media, doctors, public health experts, politicians, all of them watched for two years. They watched as kids killed themselves. Not one moment did they stop and think, geez, maybe we should stop and rethink our strategy here. Not one. They sat back as parents had to bury their kids. As kids had to bury their parents. They sat back and watched families suffer the pain of losing a loved one. But be stuck in grief because they couldn't have funerals. They watched and allowed jobs and businesses to vanish. Life savings, gone. Watched people being kicked out of the military, off the force, off the fire department. They watched unimaginable carnage. And it didn't move them at all. Not even a little. Oh, well, they all went home and slept like babies. And violated their own restrictions. And rubbed it in our faces. And just because it wasn't ever reported on in Springfield, don't you think for one second that those in power, including those elites outside of government here in Springfield, don't think those kinds of things didn't happen here. They absolutely did. We just have a local media who are just as much a part of it as the elites themselves were. What finally moved them to drop all of this COVID nonsense? Well, bad poll numbers. Bad poll numbers. And like that. Mandates and restrictions are gone. These people are monsters. Something that I and I assume you all as well just don't want to be true but you had better wake up and grow up and realize evil people run this country now evil people who will watch your whole family freaking die they will watch as you and everyone you love and care for die so long as their money and power aren't affected oh I haven't even approached heavy yet you are about to hear some stories that are going to break your heart into pieces stay if you can
1: get ready my mother battled cancer for over 7 years I nursed her and I held her when time was running out. The night before she left me, I drank scotch all night and thanked her for everything she'd done. Raising me alone wasn't much fun. So dad, I can't forgive you But I'll never forget Months I wouldn't see you And when I did, you'd be Out with your friends all night Alone and only nine I'd watch the outer limits Scared out of my mind I wonder if you felt the same The days before you died I wonder if you even knew why I wouldn't Come around I bet if you had been there There wouldn't be this song 2006 Goodbye parents Once I'm sincere. Two thousand six. That was.
3: My best friend's dad died alone in a crappy old folks home. They wouldn't let his son in and were too busy to let my buddy talk to him on the phone. His dad knew he was dying and asked for his favorite music on his iPad. My buddy pleaded for them to do it. They said no. If you
2: think that is the worst one you're going to hear today, you are sorely mistaken. Look, like I said, it's going to be a tough one. We're gonna have a few laughs here and there. Gonna relieve the pressure valve. Like, for example, the sweet, sweet sound of a machine gun. But overall, it's gonna be a heavier show. Some of these stories are from Jesse's show. Some I was sent from here in Springfield. There are some that'll hurt a little. There are some that'll hit you pretty hard right in the feelings. But we're going to walk through this together. You've been warned. All right, it's time. Let's begin. My dad was in Cox South last year with cancer. Staff there were extremely rude. Initially refused to let my mom or I even see him because of restrictions once the hospital finally let us in it was only for one of the two visiting our ships not both the rest of the time he was left with no one to advocate for him he was already extremely confused from taking chemo staff would shut the door on my dad who was severely claustrophobic wouldn't provide a commode Expecting a fall risk hooked up to IVs to walk to the bathroom. The nutritionist wouldn't wake my dad up or even pull his blanket down to look at him. Even though he was malnutritioned. It took a month before they would put a feeding tube in. It was too late. He died one day after we brought him home. Cox refused to sign off on hospice care until his cancer doctor, the only good one he had, stepped in. They sent him home on a med they didn't even have in stock. It arrived after he passed. Sweet Nana couldn't attend the funeral of her beloved big brother no one even his wife it was around the time of george floyd he got three or four full funerals nana didn't understand it's not going to get any easier had a stint put in my heart in 2020 wasn't allowed to have any visitors nobody called my family to update them so they thought i had died my grandmother went into the hospital a month later also wasn't allowed visitors died and couldn't have a funeral oh this one we've gone through four miscarriages since september of 2020 one after our first ultrasound that i had to go to alone because of covid restrictions the doctor just shrugged and walked out of the room I worked alongside students with disabilities on job training and their abilities to function as working individuals in our community. In January of 2021, I had to take early retirement. I was taking on the stress of a caring and hardworking teacher who was just trying to keep it together for all of us. After losing our classroom when the lockdown started and being left to frantically find another place for our students to go with no help from management at all. This is on top of the stress from our regular school day. Things were never the same. I became physically sick. I started having panic attacks. I couldn't understand why my body was shaking uncontrollably. Why I couldn't carry on a normal conversation without shaking. My mind just shut down. We were worn out, frazzled, Stressed beyond words. It was chaos. But we had an obligation. And a love for those children's well-being. It was all done for them. Where did that leave room for our souls? Our sanity? For our rest? Time for our family? No one understood our situation. I'm one year, three months retired now. And still dealing with the stress i'm in therapy getting help trying to understand it all i've also been diagnosed with ptsd i loved my job loved those special children and loved my co-workers as you are letting every bit of this soak in i want you to also understand a virus didn't do this clay goddard katie towns did this steve edwards did this ken mcclure matthew simpson abe mcgill the rest of the city council did this dr fauci did this joe biden did this cdc fda the ruling class all over this country did this this was done to us and there must be a reckoning. They deserve to be in handcuffs. What they did was abuse. There must be some kind of justice. What was done to you. Done to us by these people. Deserves to have its stories told. Child suicide through the roof. Didn't move them at all. I just. I just can't even imagine the pain. These people are evil. What are your thoughts on children, first of all, needing to
4: wear masks at school? And what do you
3: think about the possibility we're going to be able to lift?
4: Well, certainly there will come a time, hopefully, rather later, when we will be able to lift the mask mandate in general, including to school. But we're not there yet.
0: Anticipating that day will come. That we're developing the guidance in consultation with all the people I just mentioned, all those organizations. And it's not going to be ready yet because we're going to fine-tune it every single day. CDC has not amended our guidance right now. We continue to recommend masking in schools
5: for everyone. The CDC is still recommending universal masking in schools. That's
0: correct, and that still remains our recommendation.
2: And then there was this on CNN. There
0: was a and is a time and place for pandemic restrictions, but when they
1: were put in, it was always with the understanding that they would be removed as soon as we can. And in this case, circumstances have changed. Case counts are declining. Also the
0: science has changed.
2: Over about 24 hours, all of these lockdown mandate crazy places just kind of decided on a whim, the science had changed. Hey, let's just get rid of these masks and vaccine mandates. No restrictions. Woohoo! It was only, what, five minutes ago that Dr. Nguyen was saying that you should be stopped at every state border and be made to show your permit to travel. That's what she wanted about a month before that last clip. The science never changed. The poll numbers did. Hang on.
1: A makeshift smile, a polished look Some rehearsed lines was all it took He had it down, man, he was good A woman screams, a mother weeps A life so changed irrevocably What he stole from her is gone for Good I see silence Spinning around through my eyelids As he begs and he pleads just like I did Is this what my life is? Restless and silent where all I can do is survive.
2: The monsters who did this must be made to suffer real consequences. If there isn't, then they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again, and again, and again, and again. The consequences must be made public. None of this elitist slap on the wrist punishment and secret stuff. I want to know who's getting arrested, and when. I want to know when the impeachment starts. They knew early on, coronavirus wasn't a big danger to kids. They knew that vaccinated people could get and spread the virus. But they kept pushing and pushing and masking and vaccine and masking and vaccine. They all knew better. Let's get back to these stories. Mom, with early dementia, was hospitalized. We couldn't visit. As far as she knew, we dropped her off and forgot about her. Depression deepened, and she continued downhill. Hospice caregivers were angels, but the damage was done. A friend from church was murdered. Her surviving twin sister couldn't hold a proper funeral and had to televise the service to family and friends. A friend of mine's wife had early onset Alzheimer's and is in a nursing home he could not see her face to face for a hundred and eighty days in 2020 only through a window my dad had stage four cancer we weren't allowed to visit until the very end because his immune system was compromised I got to see him only once he died three weeks later he cried a lot no funeral Just a masked gravesite service. My wife's grandpa is in a nursing home with Alzheimer's. Grandma would visit him every day. Once COVID started, she wasn't allowed to visit. He died six weeks later. Alone. He wouldn't eat. He knew she wasn't there. Didn't know why. Heartbreaking. Are any of you angry yet? Well, you should be. My 96-year-old grandfather didn't get to see any of his five kids and 13 grandkids the last year of his life because he was jailed inside of his veterans' nursing home. Men and women who put it all on the line for our freedom forced to die alone while Governor Cuomo won Emmys. A mother I know was separated from her baby for 72 hours after birth, because she tested positive and was asymptomatic. Imagine having a baby, a new mother, and having it ripped from your arms for three days, immediately after you gave birth. My mom was in a memory care facility on her birthday. I had planned on visiting her, but they wouldn't let me see her, not even by wheeling her outside. She kept calling me frantic. She died a few days later with a broken heart. I'm haunted by it to this day. Bowling leave gave my dad an outlet to be active and meet people his age. They took that away from him for a while. He said he was ready to be with God. They finally reopened. He was bowling and collapsed in his lane surrounded by friends. I never got to say goodbye. I'm not done. These stories, these voices, they deserve to be heard. There must be a reckoning. Not a, well looks like we got a couple of bad polls, time to dish the mast. No, I do not accept that. We must demand firings, losing of licenses. Recalls, impeachments, lawsuits, prosecutions. Government officials, doctors, CDC, FDA, heads of hospitals. This did not just happen. This was done to us on purpose. Hang tight. Tragedy.
1: Tragedy. Arrest my memory. And now all I see is this black rain Oh, tragedy You took my everything Oh, now all I feel, all I feel is pain
2: There are people with names and titles who are responsible for this. I'm not going to repeat the same old be the bigger person, let it go, just be happy it's over. No. None of that. Someone has to go down for this. And I don't mean the peasants, the ones who are usually thrown to the wolves. I want the powerful well-connected who are responsible for all of this to feel consequences. They must. My uncle was in rehab after hip surgery when the lockdowns came. Although immobile and nonverbal, he managed to break his hip three more times. He was in constant pain for eight months. No one was allowed in to see him or advocate for him. We were finally allowed to see him those last days before he passed.
3: Jeff in Idaho, go.
0: Jesse, my father-in-law died a year ago in March, and he had not left the house for 16 months but one time to go to the VA and get a COVID shot, and he was so freaked out and paranoid about catching COVID, he built a cyclone fence around the house, so when we came to visit, we couldn't come into his house. We could stand outside and talk to his wife, but he wouldn't come out of the house. And then he ended up having a ruptured intestine, diverticulitis blew up. He sat in his house for three weeks while his his inner body was being filled up with all this bacteria. Finally, we had to threaten to take him to the hospital. By the time they got there, it was too late. His body was filled with bacteria. They did surgery on him, couldn't stop, couldn't fix him, couldn't help him. And he said, God, what's going on? He died in the hospital. The family couldn't even see the guy.
3: John in Connecticut, go
4: hey Jesse yes sir hey thanks for what you do um I'll try to make it through this phone call
3: um take your time John John you take your time there's no rush I want people to hear this take your time so it's all 18, right John it's okay
0: 1818 18 year old Special needs student. Mm-hmm. Autistic. He's never recovered. He's alive. He just couldn't go back to school. He's twenty now. He's six foot five. I'm six foot four. He's in psychosis. <laughs> he attacks us. He attacks us almost every day because he's in psychosis. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: John, you just just you, yeah, don't you don't have to say anymore. I, you. you don't have to say anymore. Everyone just heard you. Don't want to say anymore. Everybody, it's heartbreaking. I, okay. I can't even imagine. Together. God it's bless you, my brother. Jesse. God bless you, all right?
2: Wow. Can you even imagine? Look, it's been one of those shows that really, well, tugs at your heartstrings a little. We've got a few more stories. You know what, though? Before we get back to it, let's hear some musings from... One of the great and powerful governors of the United States of America.
5: Look, I've read the reports from now his second accuser, and I, look, they he's really creepy. However, is it worse than him killing 5,000 people in nursing homes?
4: Maybe let, me not. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, let me ask you a question. All right. Let me ask you a question, mister. I'm so fancy. Yeah. Did you, did you not just say, uh, feels like we're getting closer? feels like we're getting closer mm-hmm. that's all the, that i was saying have a little bit of sausage and let's get a little <laughs> closer <laughs>
5: i wouldn't be surprised to hear that report out by the end of the week frankly the way this is going look
4: <laughs> all i'm saying is a lot of people don't know this about me but i am a part-time carpenter so when i looked at her I was thinking carpentry when I said, I'd like to nail that.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She said Mr. Cuomo asked her about her feelings about age differences in relationships. Just a
4: random topic that came up. That's all I, as the governor, I've got (laughs) to ask these things. It hurts me deeply. (laughs) And I feel bad. Uh, How old are you? (laughs) How do you feel about a relationship with, say, somebody, uh, sixty-four? <laughs> Just pulling a number out of the air. By the way, she'll have the sausage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so uh,
5: he said that uh, Cuomo said to the 25-year-old, "You know, age doesn't." Uncomfortable conversation. This ends with her reporting this to her superiors. And her being transported to outer Siberia of the capital all the way on the other side of the building. I don't ever want to see her again.
4: Yeah, (laughs) She said no. That's not right. She's out. She's out. (laughs) Can we kill her? No? All right. Can we make her uncomfortable? Put her in an igloo someplace. All right, good. upstate New York. she goes.
5: I've changed my policy now, only people <laughs> under
4: twenty two <laughs> You know that's coming uh, you like me, don't you? you tell <laughs> you do you do
5: uh but he uh he released a statement yesterday, yeah. Glenn about this uh and then he released uh, uh, that one didn't go over so well uh so <laughs> He released another statement. Really? Yeah. And then that second statement didn't go over so well. Really? So he released a third statement. Third statement. Third statement. And then that third statement (laughs) didn't go over so well. So he released a fourth statement. Four uh,
4: statements in a day! That's not the way you act if these things aren't true. It's not like, you know, he's sitting in the office, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, what I meant to say was, (laughs) did you see how she was dressed? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, not that (laughs) statement. What I meant to say was, she wanted it. You know what I'm saying? She wanted it.
2: (laughs) Award-winning, women-groping Andrew Cuomo, everybody. So, so beautiful. That was, uh... (laughs) That was good, now. Here's some more stories.
3: Kara in Virginia.
0: My grandfather was a 102-year-old Battle of the Bulge World War II hero and veteran who I loved very, very much. Unfortunately, during the pandemic, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he was placed into a hospice. He had a good group of veteran friends that he would talk with and visit with every single day. They They were brothers. They just loved each other dearly. They kept each other going. Well, I tell you what, he got into that hospice and they would not allow them to see him any longer. And he started calling his friends and he started saying, why aren't you visiting me? Please, I'm dying. Please, please come see me. They took his phone away and he was the type who just would thrive on. He told me, hey, the secret to life is friendship. And they took his phone away and he wasn't able to communicate with that lifeline any longer. And thankfully, I was able to visit. And when I did, I was alarmed and appalled by what I saw. He told me, they're abusing me here. And he told me and he pointed to the nurse who was doing it. And she was hurting him. She was wringing his arms, pushing him down. I reported it to both some of his family and to both the nursing staff, and they wouldn't do anything about it. They just further restricted things from this man. And, and Jesse, he passed away, uh, you know, about a week after that.
2: More. My daughter cried herself to sleep many nights when schools were closed because she missed her teachers and her friends. She also told me she reads realistic fiction because it reminds her of before COVID. My friend Troy hung himself two months into the lockdowns. He already had emotional issues and struggled with depression and the lockdowns and isolation pushed him over the edge. My brother and several of my friends OD'd and committed suicide through the lockdowns. We're not going to move on. We're not going to be glad it's over. We're going to demand a reckoning. Because these people these stories they demand it.
5: In this picture frame A prisoner by my own hands Cause if I can't have me Then no one can I need to
2: this show is available on anchor.fm pxpx apple and google podcasts and spotify don't forget to hit subscribe and follow while you're there and leave a rating and review let me know and others who may come across the nrp what you think let's hear a few more of these stories before we wrap this up we're not letting any of this go I need to see consequences. I need accountability. Justice must be done in this country. It must be done. My twin sister died from COVID in December of 2020. She died without seeing her husband and 14-year-old son for a month. Alone in a hospital bed. We could not have a funeral because of restrictions in New Jersey. Had to leave my dad in the ER lobby while he was actively having a stroke. I wasn't allowed to stay while he was admitted because of restrictions. It was gut-wrenching having to leave him there while he was unable to speak for himself. Had a heart attack 16 hours after my second shot of Moderna. My doctors and nurses thought it was strange that I was running a temperature. They assured me it wasn't because of the bats sure it wasn't. My mom had to beg to see her husband after he had a stroke. They finally let her in to see him for one hour the day before he died. After he was alone for two weeks. My 98 year old grandfather died alone. The hospital told us we could check on him from outside by looking through a window. Then the staff closed the blinds. No funerals allowed for the peasants at the time. Oh man, this is a tough one. Oh boy. We lost a baby last January. We went to a hospital where under no circumstances would they let my wife be accompanied by anyone. She had to wait hours, fearful and alone, to receive the worst news possible. I was sent out into the bitter cold and told to wait in the car. This has obviously been a different kind of show, but I really felt led to share this with you, because these politicians, media outlets, self-righteous elites, are just going to start moving right along. They've already started, and they're going to act like they're lifting these mandates and restrictions for something other than why they're actually doing it. We know it's because the polling is bad. It's terrible for them. That means all of this could have been lifted at any time. You know that, right? That means while your dad was dying from cancer, without you there beside him, staff neglecting him, nutritionists dragging feet until it was too late. They didn't care. Didn't matter to them even a little. Well, it's a big deal to me. All of these stories, all of these voices, all of you who have suffered from what these absolute monsters have done to you, to us, it matters to me. What is being hidden, excused, and demonized because they've already begun to sweep this under the rug? All the pain, child suicides, drug and alcohol-related deaths, the unnecessary death and despair. It didn't matter to them. They did all of this to us. They did it on purpose. Don't you think it's necessary to remember these stories? Are you going to let them get away with this again? Or are we going to demand that there be consequences? That there be justice? That there be a reckoning for these scumbags who did this to us? There must be a reckoning. Okay, it was a heavy show. Thank you guys and girls for chilling with me today. I'll be back with a regular old show next week. This is the New Resistance Podcast. My name is Seth. Stay focused, stay engaged, and never give in. See ya!
4: I feel ashamed